Welcome to The Word from Bethlehem Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Abigail Zhang Hoffman. And I'm Pastor Amy Walter-Peterson. Thanks for dwelling in The Word with us today. On Sunday, we were privileged to welcome Pastor Wayne Shipman to Bethlehem as part of our 100th anniversary celebration. Wayne and his wife Janet were members of Bethlehem when they lived in the Fairport community, and it was while Wayne was a member, um, he began to pursue a lifelong sense of call to ministry. Wayne was ordained on September 12, 2020, and he now serves uh, in a two-point parish in Pocatello, Idaho, and Blackfoot, Idaho. We are so grateful that Wayne joined Bethlehem for their 100th anniversary celebration, and we invite you to listen in as Wayne brings the word to us this morning. The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus answered, Those who love me will keep my word, and when my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to my father because my father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs so that when it does occur, you may believe. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Wave to the nice people in Idaho. They won't believe this. They think I'm taking vacation. Thank you. First, a thank you to everyone at BLC, um, especially Bob, who is so patient in tracking me down and keeping me in the loop and as everything changed. My reason to be here is as a newly formed pastor for God's church, and it's intricately woven to the story here of my story here at BLC and um, my first times to preach as a seminarian. Pastor Hoffman guided me through that. And um, just that God's story continues to thread and go through me and through everyone. And so I take a little piece of BLC when I go to Idaho, and it keeps me grounded in what I do as a pastor. One story that I recall is I noticed the cross was still being draped. And um, 
I was on worship and music and I was one of the only people willing to use a ladder. And so I got the job to drape the cross in season. And I forgot the rule. Uh, I didn't forget the rule. I knew the rule. The rule is two people with the, with the uh, ladder. And I didn't get anybody. And it was late. And so I ran into church because I just used to live around the corner. And I got the ladder up and I'm draping the cross and I hear it. <clears throat> and there was Pastor Hoffman standing in the back of the church. And she goes, Wayne, do you remember the rule about ladders? I go, yes, ma'am. Who's helping you? Um, the Holy Spirit? <laughs> she goes, you can use that once. <laughs> so I got the cross draped. There's other stories because I confused red and scarlet. And having spent a lifetime in the color industry uh, through Kodak and everything, that was embarrassing. But this is my home congregation. This is where I grew and knew what God wanted for me. Let us pray. Grace and peace to you from God our Father, Christ our brother, and the Holy Spirit alive within us. Amen. There's a quote that is a misquote that says, preach the gospel always, and when necessary, use words. So critics of this misquote often point out that this is not Francis of Assisi, even though it's always attributed to him. But it's the kind of thing that I think we always get wrong about Jesus. This is not Jesus's style. And it wasn't really the style of the disciples. Words and deeds were always part of the ministry. They were always together. Jesus spoke and preached almost every day. And I'm guessing he didn't follow the rules about that. He certainly repeated himself. Otherwise, none of the gospel writers would have been remembered after many decades to write down the story. And so we have these stories, these collections, but almost all the stories, it's about Jesus moving. Even in Acts, we hear Paul moving. That is the gospel, speaking and moving. And so this morning's gospel from John, Jesus is repeating himself like a soccer coach, repeating the game plan just before the team takes the field. And they're to execute that plan, but they can't stop and ask the coach a question. They have to keep going. They have to keep moving. They might even hear what the coach is trying to yell at them, but they have to do it on their own. And for whom? So as we are walking closer and closer to Pentecost, and we have heard each Sunday and this Sunday the work of the Holy Spirit, the apostles, and then of Paul, the amazing visions from John's apocalypse. That would have been the second lesson today from the book of Revelation. Each story, each image, we hear this incredible expansion of what the Spirit is doing and working within the disciples, within us, and through us. <clears throat> 
As I've stated, words and deeds are rarely separated when it comes to Jesus. The Gospels seem to be in constant motion. There's a great variety of places where Jesus acts and preaches, both in Judea, Galilee, but also outside of what's traditionally the Jewish parts of the whole. And things happen on the way to someplace else, sometimes before Jesus preaches, or tells a story and sometimes after. So even though the Holy Spirit is not really part of the written text all the time, until Pentecost for the disciples, Jesus reveals the Spirit when he receives it during baptism by John, and we get to experience the power of that Spirit all through his actions, all through the stories, the healings, the feeding, the preaching, we might even say that without the Holy Spirit, there would be no ministry of Jesus. And so in this morning's reading, Jesus tries one more time to explain it to the disciples on the eve of his arrest and then ultimately his death on a cross and his resurrection. So to us, and for the writers of the Gospels, these ideas are important, but it's the emphasis on the actions of the Spirit through the disciples, through Jesus, is really for us. So once the early church gets rolling and acts, the disciples are now apostles. They're busy with the work of the church. And though that involves hardship and persecution, dispersal throughout the world, disagreement. Overall, the church is distilling their experience after Jesus has been raised up, calling it not into question, but refining what Jesus told them, marinated in their own experience as they build a church upon the foundation that Jesus left them. For while Jesus lives apart from us until that last day, the Holy Spirit lives too but in, through, and around us. The words of Christ, the promises of God, but the living presence of the Spirit promised to us is what allows the church to grow and to prosper. Hear this in the reading from this morning, what Jesus says to his disciples. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. For us, in our day and time, we can hold fast to the salvation that is Christ Jesus for us. It is harder to embrace the Holy Spirit, whom we receive in our own baptism, who guides us wordlessly on our path, even as we proclaim Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Can I at least get a Lutheran amen? amen. Kind of a grumble or a <coughs> Our tradition has not always fully embraced the fullness of the Holy Spirit in our outward, physical, or even in a joyful way sometimes. We are suspect of people who show too much emotion in church, too much excitement. 
Lutherans would rather probably experience the speaking of tongues as a medical emergency. And then as the outpouring of the Spirit would come, they wouldn't know what to do or how to clean up afterwards. Our, par par our Pentecostal and charismatic siblings hold on to these experiences as proof that God is present and working amongst his people. And maybe we are just kind of suspect of that because of media portrayals of over-the-top TV preachers, the cartoons and the jokes. But what is genuine for some may not cross the finish line for others. Perhaps it's true, and I pray and I hope it's true, that the Holy Spirit refuses to be contained or diminished or reduced to a babble of words from an exhausted preacher. Just as I don't think that God is an old guy with a beard and bifocals, reading out of some dusty old book with names on a podium like you see at Olive Garden, how small a God is that? If we are to try and understand the Trinity, it is something that it can't be held back or contained into such a small thing. And even in those depictions in Revelation, there's surprise, there's shock. You can imagine hearing that in the first century when they didn't have digital TVs or paintings and imaginations were only the way in which the ideas of the Holy Spirit and of God and of the kingdom were able to be transmitted to folks. For me, it's that God and Jesus and the Spirit, they will be with us. Not above us, not invisible to us, not distant or overbearing, not dominant or warrior-like. We say, Emmanuel, God with us, forever embodied together within our grasp. But we have a ways to go before we get there. There is work for us to do, even as we embrace the idea of works righteousness that dear Martin Luther brought forth for us, there is still work to do. Jesus leaves his disciples with assignments, not dreams or vision statements or PowerPoint slides, concrete, actionable things to do, as a management consultant might say. Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Last week in the Gospel, we heard Jesus say, Love one another as I have loved you. Not a list, but a way of living. Not specific items, but a way to live and love each day not a restricted set of names or relationships that have priorities and rankings, but a simple yet difficult request to love one another. Now, we could try and do that alone. I suppose take some time and draw up a plan, get it agreed to, approved, funded, milestone events, timelines, timely reports of parameters, accomplishments, but that sounds so much less like Jesus or the disciples. The simple but hard words, love one another, as accompanied by this. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. 
I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. The world gives only what it doesn't want, what it discards, what it rejects. To follow the worldliness is death and a finite life. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. We are offered peace, an offer to not worry, to show courage, a courage that comes from knowing that Christ is with us each and every one, that we have the Holy Spirit, the advocate, to guide us in our thoughts and our words and our deeds. Jesus warns us that this world is troubled and has limitations, yet we are still asked to work, to love one another, not to better ourselves, but to offer those around us something that we treasure and know to be true, that God, through Jesus, loves us as his own and will not abandon us on the way. Please pray with me. O Lord God, you have called your servants to ventures of which we cannot see the ending, by paths as yet untrodden through perils unknown. Give us faith to go out with good courage, not knowing where we go, but only that your hand is leading us and your love supporting us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We hope you've been fed by the word this week. Don't miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And share your feedback with us at the word at blcfairport.org. And if you'd like to learn more about Bethlehem Lutheran Church or support the ministry we share, including this podcast, please visit www.blcfairport.org.